You're listening to Shared Sagas, an Australian RPG actual play podcast. This podcast features adult language and adult themes. Listener discretion is advised. Greetings and welcome to Shared Sagas. This is going to be a special bonus episode in which we will be playing Masks, A New Generation, a Powered by the Apocalypse game by Magpie Games. It is a game of teen superhero drama. Think of it like Young Avengers or Young Justice, the role-playing game. My name is Tom. I will be your MC for this particular adventure. However, the scenario adventure was written by one Nadia Bagley, one of our players. So let's go around the table. What we've done is we've done half of character creation, uh, but we've saved a bunch of the key interesting things for last to do it on air. So we're going to go around the table. Let's begin with Nadia. And uh, Nadia, if you'd be kind enough to give us a description of your character. Who are they? What are they all about? Describe them, please. My hero is called Lantana, and her real name is Shahida Singh. She is a South Asian woman. Uh, She is seen as shifting. She has haunted eyes, unassuming clothing, trying to fly under the radar. Uh, Her costume is, is quite grim. Like Lantana, she's kind of covered in small what would you even say that they were? Small, like, prickles or, or, you know, spikes all across her... Thorns? Yeah, like thorns all across her, her outfit. Oh, wow. Which is a dark charcoal um, and covers her head to toe with a hood covering most of her face. That's awesome. So just to be clear, you actually, your skin is covered with thorns. Well, my costume is. Oh, your costume. Okay. <laughs> that's a big difference. Okay. That's really cool. And what are your, what are your powers? Like, what's your power set like? She has telekinesis, uh-huh. body transmutation, and vitality absorption. That is super cool. And, and what's your superhero origin story? How did you get your powers? So she comes from um, quite a low-income family in one of the, I think they call them the, the projects in uh, all the, what are the big like mega... house? Yeah, yeah, the yeah. big mega apartment buildings that like they apologies. have in the UK. Like estates and stuff. Uh, yeah, estate. Estate. Yes. estate, yeah. yeah. It's yeah. like an estate. Mm-hmm. Um, so her and her family, her mother and father and brother and sister, were living in basically a, a, a slum run by a, a very horrible man called Valo. Uh, when they were unable to pay rent for um, the, the fifth week, they were kicked out. And on the streets, approached by uh, quite a mysterious figure who actually offered to buy Shahida. Implications of, of being sold into some form of, of slavery or so forth. Yeah. Now, her parents actually declined. Um, you know, they would much prefer to have been on the streets than, you know, sell their daughter that they had a lot of love for. However, Shahida stole off in the middle of the night and actually approached that man, found him and said, no, you can buy me, just make sure the money goes to my family. Oh, wow. So that occurred and she was uh, she was basically brought into an underground cavern somewhere, uh, who knows, it looked like no place she'd ever seen around the city. And a ritual was performed and in that ritual she was embodied with some kind of she doesn't 
even understand it herself, some kind of, of cursed being oh, wow. who is being trapped or held captive in her body. That is so creepy. So do you do you literally have this being present as like a voice in your head or is it just that you're you're just vaguely aware of this thing most of the time she's able to control it and she's able to keep it in but sometimes you know in moments of weakness this thing can start to break through and take a little bit more control so they essentially just let her go after this ritual and told her to go live her life and basically just said if you can, don't die, because then this creature will be released into the world, and that's not a good thing. No pressure yeah, or anything. No pressure. So the way that this game works, and the most most apocalypse games work, is that you pick a playbook. And I, I should have led with this, but just to be just to be very clear, as it should be obvious. <laughs> if it's not clear, she is the doomed. <laughs> Yay! And so the doomed is a playbook that mimics. Superheroes like Raven from Titans, yeah. I think, is pretty much and a that, classic. It's that entity that kind of gives her that yeah. power at the same time. So, you That's know, awesome. it, it's the Boone and the Bane situation. Fantastic. And we're just going to move over to uh, to Ben. Ben. Hi. I'm Ben. Hi, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> How you doing? Can you tell us, first, let's start with the playbook that sure. you're playing and yep. then describe your character from said playbook. All right. So, I'm Ben and I am playing the protege. Oh, my. His real name is Russell Robbins. Playing so Russell Robbins. Rusty is what he prefers to go by, though. So Rusty Robbins. Okay, that's fine. Rusty. And what is your uh, what is your superhero name? My superhero name. Well, probably best if I explain what my mentor's name is first before it actually. Please do. The protege is all about uh, being under the tutelage of a more important adult superhero. Plus, you fall under their branding as well. You do. So let's go. So Warren Steele, who is your quintessential. Uh, detective, um, fighter, genius gadgets and um, and weapons and what have you. Okay. Conducts his crime fighting under the persona of Fulcrum. Oh, the Fulcrum. What is the definition of Fulcrum? Glad you asked. It's, it's <laughs> not me. No, so, not, not, not me. Yeah, not me. A thing that plays a central or essential role in an activity, event, or situation. All right. Can I just ask? So, does the Fulcrum have any powers, or is it? Is he purely a he super is, gadget? He, is, he was purely a self-made man. He's a Batman type. Fantastic. Yes, indeed. Back to me, I suppose. Back to you. Yes. Exciting as it is to talk more about... No, I'm going to talk all about the Fulcrum. It's, yeah. it's, it's on brand for the protege. I'm just going to yes. ask nothing but questions about your mentor. Anymore. Fair enough. Continue. All right. Protege, in this case, me, uh, Rusty Robbins, uh, trades under the hero name Leverage. So together they have Fulcrum and Leverage. No. Oh my God. No. That is amazing. No. I feel like your character came up with that name as well. Your fulcrum, I can be leveraged, and the fulcrum's just like. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. So describe, le- describe Rusty. If you All can. right. So while Warren Steele, the fulcrum, is a self-made man who has taught himself in order to uh, achieve this pinnacle of um, human endeavor, Rusty Robbins is kind of opposite of this. Okay. Rusty comes from a family um, of hedge fund managers. He's a trust fund uh, type of child. He's used to having things be done for him. Mm-hmm. Those two kind of came to a point when um, the Robbins family was accosted by uh, one of their clients who unfortunately uh, ran afoul of shady hedge fund practices Mm. and unwilling to um, be bought off. uh, There was a very tense and real situation where it looked like some or all of the family was going to get shot in a hostage standoff until the fulcrum 
interceded. There was also, at that moment, the turning point for Leverage's uh, superpower abilities, which in this case takes the form of superhuman physique. He's always been good uh, in sports, in, uh, in martial arts, and um, various other physical activities and pursuits as befit someone um, of his backing and uh, standing. But this one seems to be more a result of some sort of Superpowered disposition. Oh wow! Super so, cross boy. Yeah, so <laughs> things have come easy for Leverage. Okay. Right up until the moment that he found himself staring down the barrel of a gun. Right. Fortunately, between the two, Fulcrum and Leverage, they were able to ensure that no lives were lost, including the gunman. Even more fortunately, Fulcrum recognised at least some potential uh, within uh, Leverage enough to take him under his wing and uh, engage some training. That's really cool. In order to um, learn more about these um, abilities and how they could be best used um, for common good as opposed to what he'd been using them so far for. So, you know, winning at all various sports teams and what have you. That's super cool. That's amazing. And so you you are basically like a little Captain America, I guess. A little physically, mm. physically enhanced yeah. without being crazy, I can pick up and throw a bus. You're just mm. sort of like a really strong, fit, mm. quick reflexes type thing. That's amazing. So, super cool. And Nick? I am playing the transformed archetype. Okay. Which is some fairly broad, broad latitudes. So, like, I like am... The, like the beast, uh, or the beast boy, someone who's been transformed. Yes. A monstrous form of some kind. So, I've gone for the most literal... Um, application of this in that I am a shapeshifter. I have the transmuting flesh ability. Or sorry, Harold Hobb has the transmuting flesh ability. But what? <laughs> but much like if you can imagine someone trying to control their powers, easy enough to shape yourself, very hard to put yourself back together. Mm, okay. So I am absolutely hideous um, as per the costumes, grotesque uh, as per the direction of the transforms, grotesque and hideous. I am currently in a wheelchair, oh. having uh, in this accident, having lost my legs. I am oh. trying to currently sort of I can for short times reshape them. Okay. But it's a work in progress. But not not permanently. So okay, that's yep. really interesting. And so when you do transform, is there a particular look that tends to manifest? Like No, it's full freedom of will and that's the problem. If right. simply shift if you can simply shift from one thing and back again, it wouldn't be such an issue. It's the fact that it's will made manifest and you know, trying to turn your arm into a giant hulk. So turning yourself into a Hulk's great until you have to sort of put yourself back together. Got you, got and you. It doesn't work because I'm a because he's a teenager. So he you're doesn't... not always, you're not always big and green or covered in no. fur. It's a very malleable, very sort of. Uh, I think I malleable guess... is probably the word. So I am shifting. Okay. Look who's shifting. I am male originally. Shifting. I was white. I have upsetting eyes. Um, untouchable flesh. Um, okay. In that you just can't touch it. Not at all. Um, and there is no costume. I currently have a modified school uniform. I have abandoned all pretense at a superhero name at the moment great it was Proteus yep but uh, in the incident I am now and so yeah. your name once more sorry Harold Harold Hobb Harold Hobb yeah and it was Proteus but that's definitely on the back burner for now yeah and what is your I mean as a person like what is your origin story what was your uh, I was well, where did you first get your powers uh, apparently inherited no one can really tell I was just able to start doing things one day I started small I was enrolled you know quickly became to obviously superheroes are fairly well known Mm -hmm. in this setting so I quickly joined a team possibly this team mm -hmm. um, but never really tried them out in any great capacity other than you know minor shifts and things until the incident and that's when assuming a number of forms to help the team um, and eventually possibly saving someone or trying to save someone and creating a connection there I um, you know they pushed him out of the way I got my had my legs crushed Right, okay. Um, yeah. But I guess just so but you so this 
for the audience as well, so this campaign is set in England, uh, in a fictional English comic book city that we're going to make up. But were you born in England originally? Yes, Just, yes. I, I guess very I'm typical. You know, you're from, you're I'm from Highgate. Uh, Brookstead Road, there's like a red pillar box near the school right there, Highgate <laughs> Primary. Nice. Um, I grew up in a flat just there. Fantastic. And Sam. Hello, I am playing the delinquent. The delinquent. <laughs> yes. Tell us all about the delinquent. So, she goes by the name Ricochet. That is the only name that she will give. But, <laughs> so... Ricochet, okay. And you say you won't give your real name. So your nope. <laughs> so the character's Irish. Interesting. Anyway, no. Um, so, if it's okay with the DM, may I play the transfer student? The transfer student. Uh, you you can do. You were all involved in this incident, though. So, okay. to explain... Sorry, we let's, should... Let's do that after. We'll, yeah. we'll, we'll do that after. But yes, you can play a transfer student. That's... Fantastic. That's not a problem <laughs> From another superpowered school? Yes. Oh dear. <laughs> <laughs> so, basically, well, not quite, actually. Okay. It's a bit of a mystery where, where she's come from. But from the way she speaks, is she's from the US. Oh, okay. So she's American. Yeah. Okay, yes. great. And, and describe her physically. What, what does she look like? Yeah. Uh, both, so, both in and out of costume. Yeah. So she doesn't have a costume. Okay. Um, she refuses. Fair. <laughs> That's fine. Basically, uh, she is a woman of uh, Asian descent. Okay. Not quite. So, I think uh, Japanese descent. Okay. But there's something else in there. Okay, that makes sense. Um, so, she's very untrusting, but there's a there's a way in which she kind of pops up in places, if that's a if that's a hint to any of her abilities. Sure, and so speaking of which, what yeah. are her abilities and such? Um, so, she can teleport. Cool, um, cool. She's also very much into gadgetry. And oh, hacking. nice. So there's uh, th- so she she's been asked more than once about her enrollment. It's like, hmm, not sure about this ricochet being your first name. Are you sure that's your first name? Are you sure that's your first name? Right, right. <laughs> yes. <that's cool. laughs> so what is your origin story then? How did um, you get your powers? Where were you born and raised? I, I'm assuming America. Uh, so she was born and raised in New York. She's very much a latchkey latchkey kid. Father wasn't around. Mother was very busy with her work. Kind of along the same lines as how she got her interest in hacking and gadgetry. Right. Yes. Okay. A um, lot of time spent at home with expensive toys. Yes, essentially. Yeah, 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 yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. So her mother was um, kind of, uh, very much a consultant in, in certain fields. Cool. Okay. Um, so uh, basically, uh, there's not really much to tell, not as much as the other characters. No, that's there's okay. A lot, there's a lot that's locked down at the moment. Sure. Yeah. And then, that's, that's amazing. And then, so that's, I guess, all we need to know for now. We'll find out more once we work out some stuff. And. Mm-hmm. And uh, Mark, finally. Yes, hello. I am playing from the the playbook. Sorry, the playbook I am pulling from is the legacy. So the legacy. My, my character is the latest in a long line of people who have had my set of powers, and we usually operate under the same name. Like all, like all the different Flashes, all the different Robins of the Batman family, etc. Yeah, the avatars. The avatars. <laughs> sure, the avatars. Uh, so I've chosen the legacy name of Sunhawk, or the Sunhawk. Ooh, cool. Or the Sun's Hawk. It's a long, long, long <laughs> line of people given these this suite of abilities. Okay. And uh, it's come to my character, who is uh, Chester Harbridge Khan. Chester? So Chet. Chet. <laughs> Khan. I felt like Chet. Chet so Chester. Chester Harbridge Khan. Harbridge Khan. It's okay. a double barrel last name. Okay. Nice. Uh, so he's a, a young Middle Eastern man. So one of the uh, one of the powers in the suite that I've chosen is literally godlike beauty. Okay. Amazing. So he 
He's hot. <laughs> he's, he's and I am not. <laughs> so if that question comes up, <laughs> the odd couple. All right, <laughs> continue, please. So, so, what is your origin story? Where are you from? So, uh, how'd you get your powers? My family is this, this this suite of powers, and my family come from the Middle East. Okay. Uh, at this point, my they've sort of been based in England for a generation or two. Okay. So it's. Things are starting to get a bit more blended, but it's a long, long uh, legacy from the Middle East. Cool. Uh, and he still does appear very Middle Eastern. He got his powers when the last Sunhawk uh, sacrificed themselves. Oh, wow. And was this like your dad or your well, uncle? Or what? the way I see it is it's not passed down like father to son to whatever. It's basically passed down to someone within like both the biological but also like extended emotional family oh, wow. kind of thing who sort of is best suited or best interested in the kind of awesome powers. That's really cool. I, li- I like that take on it. Continue. So we'll say, we'll say in this case, maybe just because parents are always dead my parents are alive okay it was uh, say uh, my aunt okay who sacrificed herself to save the city uh, against a threat uh, there is a former Sunhawk who was her predecessor mm-hmm. my great uncle Ahmed Ahmed okay who is still alive who is very old and is not particularly thrilled with the way I've been conducting myself mm. being that I am now the Sunhawk and should be more mature but I'm still kind of a teenager sure um, I actually have a question for everybody because I don't think we've done this mm-hmm. what is everybody's ages we're in school because you can because it's basically <laughs> like I think probably it's like what 13 to 18 yeah so so the general assumption is that 16. you are your classic teenager so anywhere from 14 to 17 is most typical mm-hmm. uh, but you know yeah. there's some wiggle room in there but it's actually very important that's really a really good question to bring up because lord do teenagers care if you're two years older than mm-hmm. someone right that's, <laughs> that's something that comes up a lot more at your age than it would normally so actually I'm going to start with Mark and go yeah. counterclockwise Mark how old is your character? Uh, my character's 17 he's in his final year okay that's cool and Sam? fellow senior 17 that's good yeah that's good because that, that'll help inform potential with influence and such mm-hmm. like that mm-hmm. right so and Nick? I was thinking he's an older person so I'll also go 17 okay after playing a 14 <laughs> year old last time that's, no that's fine and Ben? Yeah, so I was going to say 17, but it seems like... Damn it. Well, that would mean we're actually in the same <laughs> class. Yeah, yes. that's so. okay. Yeah. Which actually makes far more narrative. Yeah, I'll back that play. 17, he's approaching that moment where he has to make a decision about his adulthood. Gotcha. <gasps> that makes perfect sense. And Nadia? 15. <laughs> <laughs> that's fine. It's going to be like... Baby, have to go! A team pet. Oh um, my god. I'm the baby emo. The baby emo. Oh. Such a cute baby um, emo. Uh, and just quickly in setting up the legacy, because this was put in here and uh, it's a concept that I kind of like. Okay. Like the legacy of the Sunhawk, there's a bad person Ooh. who have decided, all I know about them is that they're called the Cardinal. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say Nightbird, but that's... I thought, I thought that was a bit too on the nose. They, like the are they, sorry, are they French? Are they French? Maybe last name Richelieu? Mm-hmm. Uh, perhaps they were once. <laughs> oh, maybe that's how they started, yeah, part of the... That's great. We don't know. Like, this is... It could be the same person. It could be something different. It's just... <laughs> I, th- I thought it sounded like a cool concept that for That is a- really actually properly cool. I like that. I'm growing on Cardinal. It's a great name. That's really great. I like that a lot. Because right. authority is the enemy. No. Um, <laughs> that's awesome. Anything? Sorry, anything else? Not really. Like, he's. Cost- he's- costume? Do we have a costume? Oh. 
He does have a costume. It's a modern interpretation of the Sun the Sunhawks traditional things, which is like so. It's very red, white, and gold. Sure, uh, but it's like if the Marvel Cinematic Universe took the comic and made it more like you know, let's make this work on screen type yeah. situation. Okay, uh, and his abilities. Traditionally, the Sunhawk has divine armor, mythic might, and obviously godlike beauty. Which he Obviously. has already. Okay. But there are two he has not inherited, mm. which is legendary speed. Oh. So he, he ain't that... Like, he's athletic, but he's not that fast. Mm-hmm. And magic weaponry. Great. So he, does, he has not inherited his weapon yet, and I think that's probably what Uncle Ahmed is most disappointed with. He's like, you've got to... This is a fundamental part of who you are. You cannot yet conjure flaming sword. Yeah. So you'll but lose to every Voltron villain. I feel like it... <laughs> I feel like that changes depending on the Sunhawk. Like, okay. the previous one had a spear. My Uncle Ahmed had a massive flaming sword. I don't know what my character's is going to be yet. That's awesome. Well, hey, hey, look, maybe we'll find out. spinner. Flaming. Maybe we'll find out. Maybe we won't. Okay, so let's go ahead and get cracking with the scenario. So this, like many Powered by the Apocalypse games, is designed to be very collaborative. This particular adventure that Nadia has written is extra so because we're going to define a few world things as well. So we are first of all going to decide the Gotham City slash Metropolis slash Star City for England. So what is our city's name going to be? Can I ask first where it is? Well, it, that's, I mean, that it's one, somewhere it, in England. It's like, it's like Gotham. It's like, it's yeah. somewhere. I mean, it can be anywhere you want. You can make, you can choose or you can leave just, it ambiguous. I feel like you just, I'm going to make an early bid for Avalon because if you're going to have a mythical city. Yeah, yeah. that's true, actually. Yeah. Very traditional. I was, I was thinking either Avalon or Albion as classic mm-hmm. examples. I don't think you have to reinvent the wheel. Where, okay, if it matters then, Nick, where would you like Avalon to be? Well, it's, it's a city on a lake. Sold. Nice. Love it. In the north. <laughs> Up north, yeah, near the Scottish border. Right. I tell you now. So, it was probably originally surrounded near Hadrian's Wall, and it originally had like a wall around it, hiding it from from mundane, from mundane perception. But over time, Hadrian's Wall has fallen. That's so cool. Over the last two thousand years, and now it's. Uh, become a metropolis that's fantastic so I mean how big do we want to be do you want to be the crazy sounds metal? like it's rivaling London yeah mm. no. well, densely I, packed there are, there are or do we, do we even want it to be like the actual like the New York to Washington like do you want it to be even bigger than London like a huge superhero metropolis because London you, London is not very built up it doesn't no, really look like a very superhero city we inject a little real world into this let's assume that Brexit went ahead but Scotland maintained some sort of um, hello <laughs> hello because I was thinking Isle of Man could have been a good template for this. Because it's, it's an island smack bang in between, well, the British Isles and Ireland. Mm. Look. So, like, it, it's actually... So it's a, a city on an island. Mm. Yeah. Just off the coast of England. Yeah. All right. Just yep. take a ferry. Apologies to anyone from the Isle of Man. Sorry. That's a, really <laughs> that's a, that's a new tumor replacement with our crazy shenanigans. City. I don't know, man. It's just, it's just near the... It's the twin, yeah. Maybe it's the twin twin island of Isle of Man. All right, let's go yeah. that. Okay. It was the Isle of Man and the Isle of Fate. So, the names were... Uh, the names, yes. the names were that's great. Just. So the Isle of Man and Avalon are twin islands, and this one has a gigantic fuck-off big superhero city on it. So... <laughs> Is it, do we, but do we want it to be that big, huge, classic, over-the-top superhero city like Metropolis, but, but which, which London is not. It's not, it's not very built up. I think Except Brisbane is almost more built up there, as far as the tall buildings go. Really? Like, in, well, not really. Oh, I mean, it's, it. it's comparable. Uh. Say so maybe make it like Brisbane. Like, it's, it's, a, it's a city, but it's not like the big city. Yeah. Sure. Okay. It's got a substantial population. And it's got a dense population. And Great. enough to support, like, the need for a but potential the, superhero team. Yeah. Ooh. But in the quaintingly 
English style type thing. That's awesome. You know, so it's not necessarily a <laughs> tower, it's old buildings that have been there. Yeah. For very sort of, I mean, almost even more so than Gotham City, very sort of gothic, you know, like they have like those very tall, many more towers that resemble older sort of yeah. castle-like structures so. and gargoyles and all that kind of yeah, thing. I was about to say, if we, shoot if, we, houses. if we draw inspiration from Santos Ho's tower, uh-huh. from gargoyles, yeah. situations in which uh, new and old have come together. It's a neo-gothic city. So there'll be bits where original historical fixtures are fashioned out of stone what have you are also built in with glass so as to um, shore it up and make it livable but also um, try to obfuscate or hide its modernity that's really great okay any other details that anybody wants to add about the city I am going to say that the Isle of Man Mm -hmm. enjoys say like island uh, tax a kind of a tax exempt status okay so corporations feel uh, inclined to maintain a headquarters here for tax avoidance purposes great that's mm, awesome nice perfect anything else I like the idea of the old buildings rather than being demolished are simply placed on top of new buildings cool once so again they just build straight up and in a world with superheroes and obviously some quantity of magic this mm-hmm. is possible in a way that the real world isn't you're not allowed to demolish old buildings from Shakespeare's era or whatever mm-hmm. you know they're simply you simply build underneath and right rise them up yeah some so, ter- terrakinesis and uh, yeah. plop there you go and then you build, put the new building underneath that's maybe amazing maybe it's known as the patchwork city mm. oh I like oh, it so it has yes. a it has a nickname it has a nickname patchy windy from the patch windy city or the patch in local parlance Great. One last flavour suggestion. Sure. So within London, you have the City of London, which has its own mayor. The CB, yeah. And like he, in theory, sometimes outranks the Queen. Maybe uh, Avalon has like a sort of a traditional figurehead of a king or a queen. Oh, oh wow. Who's like the mayor of the city, but is still sort of traditionally called king yeah. or queen. Traditionally <laughs> held by a superhero, perhaps, like a figure of authority. Or... Interesting. Yeah. Okay. I, I could hear a case for a regent. Yeah, regent. I like that. Yeah. Okay. So there's a regent of the city, mm. typically held by somebody. It's like a figurehead. Yeah, it's a figurehead. Yeah, real mm. political power of a sort. Definitely like a monarch. Who's our, who's our figurehead then right now? Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you guys are coming for this. Victoria, yeah. Lady Vic- <gasps> They traditionally take the name Victoria, oh, and then they add on a, like, Victoria, and they have the a... something. And they'll take a, a regnant name. So Victoria oh. Britannica, or Victoria Avalonia, or Victoria Gloria or Alban, or some, some, some sort of second thing to distinguish them from each other. Do we, do we like that? Yeah. yeah. Awesome. In a rare case, it's a man, it's Victor. Okay. Uh, Mark, which one is it? Is it Victoria Britannica, Victoria Avalonia, or Victoria something else? See, I feel like the, uh, those two would have been taken pretty early on. Mm. Yeah. So I feel like this one would be... Let's say... Uh, let's say this is a reformist kind of a leader. Someone who wants to bring the city into into the modern age. Yeah. Uh-huh. So let's say uh, Victoria... Millennia? Uh, Millennia. I love nice. it. Nice. Yeah. And she ruled through the... She's That's been awesome. incumbent for some time. Sam, yeah. what are mm-hmm. Lady Victoria Millennia's power set? God! What is she? Is she like a, a paragon, like a supergirl type? Or is she a telekinetic or pyrokinesis? What is she? I would say paragon, actually. Great. So she, like a, she's classic. She flies, super strength. Super... She flies, super strength. She became regent because of her previous service to the to the uh, to the public to the community. That's awesome. I imagine that happens quite a bit. So yeah. That, yeah. That that's awesome. I love I love that very much. The final part of character creation is choosing a few important narrative things, and these are going to be. You know how your team came together, your relationships with people, if you have that as an option. Not everyone does, but what you do definitely have is choices for who has influence over you. So influence 
is a mechanic in this game that represents the fact that you care what somebody thinks of you. By default, being teenagers, every adult in the game has influence over you, but certain other teenagers do as well. More importantly, and I guess more poignantly for this game, uh, certain members of this team are going to have influence over you. So, it doesn't necessarily mean that you even like them. It just means that you care what they think of you. So, each of you on your playbooks is going to have a choice of who you decide to give the influence with. So I think we've got a basic idea of who everyone's character is. Uh, let's start with Nadia, actually. Nadia, who are you going to give influence to? Uh, so I give influence to two of my teammates. Okay. I believe I would give influence to, I think, the Sunhawk, Chet, because he's real pretty. Great. So are you recording that on your character sheet? No, Where just does you. that get recorded? It's, it's, it's not, it is not necessarily a two-way street. Who has influence over you has nothing to do with whether they think you have, you know what I mean? Like they don't record yeah. that. It's yeah. just important to note. So, so we're, we're calling it out because mm -hmm. it, they need to know whether they have influence over you for game reasons, but they don't record it on their sheet. They just, you know. You can imagine some 13-year-old crushing heart on some 17-year-old and 17-year-old doesn't even know they exist. Uh, absolutely. Uh -oh. <laughs> She's on her team. I'm like, who's that again? So the Sunhawk. <laughs> Dick. Because he's so pretty. And who else? Uh, and also, I think... I think leverage. Leverage. Okay. leverage maybe, yeah. yeah, maybe leverage has leverage over me. Fantastic. The first of, the first of many puns to come Can out we, of that name. No, did you deliberately call your character Rusty because his like, no, mentor's name was Steel? <laughs> I, I literally hit the random name generator and hit me with two, and Rusty Robin sounded like the perfect sidekick yeah. name, and Warren Steele sounded like the perfect mentor name. Oh That's my amazing. God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so, he should be called Rusty, and you should be Steve. No, no, no. Rusty older. is a sidekick name. That's definitely yes. a sidekick. Lantana, can I ask why Rusty has influence over you? Why do you care what this oh. person does, thinks of you? I think it's probably just the social status thing where she comes from a really low income back mm. background and I think Chet like would you say that uh no sorry not Chet sorry would you say that Rusty has like wears his wealth a yes. little bit yeah absolutely so He's I think that she feels like a little bit intimidated by that but also kind of wanting to prove herself that you know she can be just as worthwhile not coming from that privileged background got you so pretty straightforward Sunhawk because he's hot yep Rusty <laughs> Rusty because he's posh yeah and that's solid teenage reason <laughs> that is yep that's I mean it. makes I, I like it uh, mm -hmm. so uh, Rusty who uh, has leverage over you now this is interesting because the protege influence uh, says choose your demeanor playful or business if you choose playful you give influence to two teammates if you choose business you give influence to no teammates yes that's very true mm -hmm. first of all does everyone else have that option uh, no no, no, no. Each, each one's different each okay. one is different Nadia would it mess things around horribly if I went with the no influence for the purposes of this no not at all no no that's always a, an there is a part of me that's thinking let's steer into the skit as far as posh goes and um you're more Damien Wayne than like yeah a little bit <laughs> yeah than Dick Grayson. Yeah. has yeah. a bit of a, a bubble or yeah. a bit of, you know, barrier. One other really important thing to note, this mm. can change. And it, yes. it will change. And, yeah. and I'm fine with that. I'm yeah. fine with that. So starting off with no influence, uh, that's perfectly fine. Uh, Proteus. Harold. 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 Harry. Harold Hogg, who has influence over you? Um, I choose only one person because obviously you shut everything out when you're... Yeah. Uh, even the quote goes for that. Mm -hmm. Um when you didn't feel their stares, when you didn't hear their gasps. Yeah. When no one thought of you as a monster. So I only choose one person. So logically it would probably be um, Ricochet. Okay. Mm. New person. Okay. Like less less time to judge and... St you spent the least amount of time looking at me in horror. Okay. <laughs> okay. okay. 
Fan <laughs> that is fantastic. And Ricochet, who has influence over you? Um, I'm not sure where to put this. And is this the other the influence ah, section? Okay. <laughs> I didn't see that bit. That's it needs to be three. Great. I didn't choose three. No, that's, what we're, that's what we're doing now. Uh, oh, I'm this. old Cinderay and stuff. Well, just don't cool. choose one person. <laughs> yeah, you know, that's exactly it. You're not choosing three people. You're deliberately just picking someone who doesn't have influence. <laughs> That's actually a good point. Uh, but, but, but I would like to know why, you know, yeah, why yeah, yeah, these people have influence over I'm old Cinderay. I care more than I let on. Yeah, I was going to say, because you're like, this badass, but deep down you just want people to like you. Yeah. Shut <laughs> up! Yeah, that's a, that's, that's a really interesting dramatic thing about the delinquent. Is uh-huh. that, you know, and, and actually the bull is very similar. We're like, they're the most badass, but they're also the softest. I'm going to say leverage for one. Okay. And why, and why is that? Also because he's posh? No, no. Because, because you, we know you come from money a... too, don't you? Mm. Y- y- yeah. <laughs> Leverage is what Ricochet could have been. Oh, cool. I like that. Awesome. And who yeah. else? I'm going to say Harold. Okay. Yeah. And why does Harold have influence over you, this big monster? Because he seems cool. <laughs> no, 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 no. You no. are I'm a teenager. Like... You are a teenager, and it could be as simple as that. That is totally fine. No, no, no. Here's the thing. Like, you see, like, it's that kind of like she doesn't care about the about the looks. It's he seems like a cool guy. That's awesome. I am I like very it. disaffected. You are correct. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. And so who is the final person and therefore by process of elimination, who does not have influence over you? Uh, I'm going to say it's going to be... Yeah, I'll go for Nadia, actually. Mm. Um, what's... Oh, God, what's your name again, sir? Lantana. Lantana. Is it because um, her powers are heckin' cool? I would say so, yes. Also, okay. small bean. Must protect. Must protect. <laughs> No, she's gonna hate that. Wrap her up in a little blanket and keep her safe. Bear in mind, this yeah. is this is this is very much what you care what they think of you, not yeah. necessarily you're fond of them. Once again, it, you can hate them and they can have influence. Yeah. On you. This happens a lot with adult characters. It's that kind of like, oh, I was young like that once. Oh, okay. even, even though the whole like they're like two years apart from each other. <laughs> that's no, but that's, that's interesting. So, do you think that maybe that you have kind of a whole? I care what she thinks about me because I want to be a good influence over her in a way yeah. right like almost sort of like yeah. a, hey I care what she thinks because I want to try to mould her and I want to try to influence her and so yeah. I care very much what she thinks about me you fancy yourself a role model as yeah mm. that's a, that's really cool and my, and uh, I should say Sunhawk yes c'est moi so I'm going to read directly from my um, influence section because this is fairly self explanatory you're a part of this team for better or for worse and you care what they think give influence to all of your teammates ah. <laughs> I don't make any choices is you all have influence because I want this team to work. Oh God, oh God, do I want this team to work? (laughs) (laughs) That's really cool. Thank you so much for that. That was really well done. Um, Okay, so what brought your team together is the thing that we're going to deal with before relationships because Uh this this inciting incident could actually dictate a lot of details about said relationships. This is our prequel. Mm -hmm. Indeed. So... Is this the incident? This is. So just to explain... so So you all... Prior to this, with the exception of uh, with the exception of Ricochet, knew each other and decided to come together, or ha- at least entertain the notion of you coming together as a superhero team. Because Ricochet wants to play on the external student thing, we'll say that you were all students. You all knew each other at least uh, before this incident, mm-hmm. and you decided to, you you had talked about coming together as a team. You decided to do so when this incident occurred. And actually, the exchange student, Ricochet, 
Ricochet, you were involved in this as well. Mm-hmm. So in the last two decades, there, in England at least, there has been one cataclysmic event, the Reckoning. One huge incident or battle which basically carved a trail of destruction through London. Each of your characters rushed to the scene to lend aid and assistance. Being young supers with burgeoning powers, you knew that you could do very little, but you know, you wanted to fight for the good cause nonetheless. How incredibly heroic. But you know what they say, the road to hell is paved with good intentions. Each of you ended up in a very problematic, very public debacle slash incident. And suddenly, you actually all found yourselves on the wrong side of history. You found yourselves hated. So... What exactly was The Reckoning? And please feel free to rename it. That's just the working title. The Mm -hmm. idea is just, you know, whatever this was. Alien invasion, some big uh, malfunction of some kind. Your choice. What was the detail? What was it called? And how did you all, together as a a group coming together for the first time, completely fuck it up? Go. You do your thing first. This is just the opening. Stonehenge Rose came to life, as it was always intended to, in defense of nature. Okay. At the uh, over the city problem and everything, and it rose and made its way straight towards London proper. Like it it became a, like a stone golem? Yeah. That's what it was. It was a giant rune on the ground to protect. Is that just like the fingers sticking out of the earth? That's just the fingers. (laughs) Oh my god. That's so cool. And it rose and went straight for London, the center of human populace because yeah. it, you know, destroying the environment uh-huh. and everything, yep. triggered by... Oh, do you mean Avalon? No, London. London. No, they like went Avalon. for London. Because London was, yeah, because London's so we... almost, almost destroyed. That's why we're sitting yeah. in a fictional city yeah. that you all... So we could, it's on, came Rose from Salisbury's plane and just went, which is like, uh, not very far away it's at not, all when you're that really size not. and went straight towards London. Did it go just straight down the highway? No. <laughs> <laughs> because you know, because like Stonehenge is literally just <laughs> oh, okay, yeah, yeah. okay. Before we expand too much, I, I actually love this idea, but I have no say in this. This yeah. is up to you all. So, do, does everyone else like the initial concept? Yeah, I think it's yeah great. definitely. Yeah, I do. Well, then let's let's all get thoughts from everyone else on how to expand this. What, what, what was it called? Uh, anyone other than Nick? Stonehengening. Stoning. Yeah, the stoning of London. <laughs> that's also not, no, well, I mean, it's better than the hinging of London. Yeah. yeah, that's not even a thing. No, although I know I had anyway. Uh, I think rehenge of the <laughs> <laughs> nature's rehenge. Oh that's what the God. movie version is going to be called. Oh. That'll come out in about ten years. No, it'll come out like fifty years later because no, 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 any be... sooner than that is considered too soon. It's been like a couple of months, so there's already a documentary on Netflix called oh, the Rehenge. <laughs> but but what's the real like name? Yeah. Yeah. Do we think? Once again, don't don't overthink it. Mm. Just any 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 cool name you can think of. What was the reason for the the henge coming to life? Was it just to try to bring nature like back into I, to exterminate the pest problem? I would like to offer a theory. I would like to say that it was actually magic in nature. Oh yes. And I would like to say that it was carried out by someone who thought that Albion was in a time of greatest peril. Oh, I see. And so the golem mistook the city of London for in England being in, in its time of greatest peril and went for it. Cool. I like oh, that. God. Okay. So this... All right. So here's... <laughs> oh, oh, I've got two suggestions into play here. Okay. The first is... And this is just me, and I can be challenged on this one, but I feel like I don't want uh, our uh, awful thing to have cost human life, because I feel like that's a bridge too far. 
what you oh, mean, okay. what, like no, specifically no, what enough. we did? Yes. Okay, cool. No, yeah. I'm on board. So, so just to be clear, there. So, look, there could have been a mass destruction. People killed you as as a group. Yeah. Didn't necessarily cost any human life. Yeah. Okay. Okay, but that's that, that's that's okay. I mean, challenge that if you like. That that's just me on this one. Mm. Uh, but the second thing is that how we may have fucked it up was the utter destruction of Stonehenge as opposed to it being restored uh, I was going to say I, th- I actually really like that idea I think maybe be- building off that the reason we got involved is because we were more concerned about human life than the mm. overall problem mm-hmm. Uh, and so when we were supposed to be playing our part to sort of return Stonehenge to, to from whence it came, mm-hmm. because it's like, well, this is something we could use in the future. We got quote unquote distracted by mm-hmm. people in need. So we weren't there to play our part, which, requ- um, which required the changing of the plan, which turned into let's just destroy Stonehenge. Because I want the co- because we've, we've put a veto on no human life even accidentally being taken. Uh-huh. Okay. I'd like to up the intensity. Mm-hmm. Just so as a suggestion, could we yeah. say that maybe, I, I love that idea, could we say that because you dropped the ball there that a, a, something big was destroyed, some national yeah. monument? London has Just, a few of them. Can we say honestly like, Big Ben's destroyed now because of Parliament you? Parliament House. Nadia? Yeah. Oh, no, I just had a name for for the situation as oh, well. Yes. Uh, Earthfall. Nice. Ooh, oh, yes. Okay. I like right. that a lot. So combining so both of your ideas, yeah. it could be... I want to just... We'll go with me. So it's heading towards London. All the real superheroes evacuated everyone. That's what the actual adult superheroes are doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we're like, we we can stop it. And we have the, the spell or whatever to stop it. And we do, but instead of sending it back... To Stonehenge, we're about to sleep. We just deactivated over London, oh. and the thing just falls down. Like this thing's colossal, right? Yeah. Right over the city of London, which is like the metropolis, the CBD essentially. Yeah. And now oh, the CBD, no. with everyone, none of the adults around to stop us, we we fuck the spell up, and so the thing just becomes this immovable, massive lump of rock. Because if you think of Stonehenge as its fingers, this thing's yeah. hundreds of feet tall. And and maybe even the magic is nope. something like wherever it falls, it, it must stays. remain. It rests. Oh, wow. So now yeah. in the middle of London, the CBD. Is just a mountain, like I said, no, like a no, 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 city. Yep. no one can do anything about it. It's there. Billions of pounds worth of buildings destroyed. Everything's stuck under it. Uh-huh. Nothing can be moved. Yeah, yeah. And that's what we done. Look, the good news is that traffic can't get worse. <laughs> so, traffic <laughs> is better. <laughs> and where it, where it falls to red, it will lie. You can't. Uh, put a congestion tax on Stonehenge unfortunately mm. wow and as a part of that as well that means that millions of displaced people yes. so um, it is it is really affecting those you know the little people the people on the ground floor that now have to move to the other cities mm-hmm. in you know already densely populated cities around England mm. explains also why the Isle of Man has kind of stepped up in, yeah. in, in mm. our version I like it that's amazing okay that's so super cool now after the event, after the incident, <laughs> you were all essentially bundled off in white unmarked vans and you were summoned to the organization. So, you know, the British version of S.H.I.E.L.D., I guess. The governing body that rules GCHQ. and regulates... The lion and the unicorn. Maybe. That, that rules and regulates super superpower people, right? So very mm-hmm. much the sort of the British S.H.I.E.L.D., okay? Each of you feared punishment, but Ooh. you were pleasantly surprised to find that you found a somewhat sympathetic year, um, understanding that your youth and inexperience led to you making some poor choices. But we still stopped it. Yes. I mean, <laughs> and, and more importantly, recognising that your intentions were noble and also that you were all kind of competent and powerful, even if you did make this one big mistake, uh, the organisation decided to give you one last chance. So you are put on essentially superhero probation. It'd be a waste to decommission such young enterprising supers, and yes, they do have that ability, but 
they couldn't be seen to, to sort of publicly endorse you as shamed supers, so your initial names and images were plastered on every television, newspaper, and screen across the planet. Uh, this second chance came with a hefty cost. Your names, both superhero and otherwise, uh, the very essence of what it meant for you to come into your power has been stripped away from you. And now you'll need to, at least for the time being, come up with new names, a new, a new identity. Whether that's your secret one or your hero one, it may be that for those like the legacy, you're just putting the legacy down for now and you have to change your real name until such time as you prove yourself able to take up the actual Sunhawk again. And so a couple of details that we are going to work out here is what is the name of this uh, British version of S.H.I.E.L.D., this organization? I'm going to make an early bid for Interpol as being British S.H.I.E.L.D. or rather European S.H.I.E.L.D. Oh, so like building into the existing... Yes. Okay, so they just have a subdivision of Mm. Interpol for this specific thing. It would either be that or something like very, like... Stonehenge happened. Stonehenge happened and London is like ruined, but at least Brexit didn't happen and therefore... Mm. Yes, therefore. And therefore. But it could be worse. Brexit could have happened. Mm. (laughs) I kind of put out the lion and the unicorn because they're the two Mm. that flank the actual coat of arms. The lion and the unicorn fighting for the crown. We can have a pub. Bear in mind, this can be both. So we can say that Interpol is still the ultimate, I guess, umbrella for this organisation. This subdivision of Interpol could be called the Lion and the Unicorn. Named after its two founding superheroes. Well, I feel like there would be a, especially if it's a government organisation, there would be a sort of more governmental name for it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Something to be like, you know, the office of... Or MI, MI something. Like, MI yeah. something. It yeah. could be MIS. MI7 or something. So it's, <laughs> I think it's GCHQ that took over MI5, which is responsible for intelligence within British borders. Ultraviolet, the old um, ITV yeah, that, series, yeah. was T-Branch, if memory serves. What about MI Infinite? Just the symbol. No. Two, two on the nose. Little, yeah, two on the nose. Little two on the nose, but that's all right. Um, I mean, like I'm saying that like th- this is what they would refer to themselves internally as. Boringly yeah. British, then. Yeah, boringly British. MI2. Or like, <laughs> like, like, like something like the Office for Enhanced and Extra... The Ministry. Yeah. The Ministry of... Uh, ministry of uh, Superhero Mitigation. Yeah, yeah, the Ministry of yeah, Superhero Magical Mitigation. Actually, I like that. That's pretty cool. So, so what are we settling on, then, for the name? I like the idea of Ministry. Yes. Um, the eternal ministry. ministry is good. I like do ministry. Want, do we want to make it spell a word? No. <laughs> no. It take too long. Yeah. I know. So let's, let's, let's lock in ministry then. So the ministry took you? Yeah. Or just the ministry, because when superheroes talk about the ministry, they're not talking about the Ministry of Interdepartmental Affairs. That's very true. <laughs> yeah. So now, another part of this is you are being forced to effectively go into sort of a government witness protection style program. So because you've all thought long and hard about your current identities, I'm going to give you the choice whether this is actually your new identity that you've been forced to take over or whether you temporarily have to take on a new one which you are not happy with. You know, like whether or not the... um... The idea is that you kind of do feel that loss. Your superhero mm. identity now has a secret identity. <laughs> There's layers. And so now maybe you can be really petulant about it. It's like, I don't know, I'm Gadget Boy. Whatever. Funnily <laughs> <laughs> enough, I was already on that train with saying I'm not Proteus anymore. Yeah, so yeah, right. yeah. So I am I'm not taking a new superhero now so for now. I'm just Harold. For the two that will take it the hardest, Sunhawk. What are you uh, mm. be- begrudge- begrudgingly going under? <laughs> Phoenix. Hawk. Nightbird. <laughs> Nightbird. Come on. <laughs> no, I <I'm> think. <Nightbird. laughs> I, so I feel like he wouldn't they, they'll be like is there a name that you maybe want to go under and he'd be like no I'm Sunhawk so they would assign him one mm, yeah so it would be something like 
that sort of fits with his archetype, Phoenix. archetypal power. But like, yeah, is kind of lame. Yep. Yeah, Phoenix. Phoenix. Like you're yeah. rising from well, then you can rise from your ashes, Phoenix. Yeah, there's that whole. <laughs> there's definitely that scene with you know across a boring table where the person with the clipboard just goes like, oh, "Rise from the ashes," you know. <laughs> We've selected a uh, 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 number of names that you can choose from. <laughs> yeah. Hey, what isn't Phoenix State? What about the fellow up in Chestertown? No, no, he died. Okay, clear then. How also, about Fireboy? Yeah, also a Middle Eastern myth, so that's good. Um, <laughs> on brand there. On brand there. Okay, uh, and of course, most importantly, leverage. What do you? Boy, be- did you. I want to feel the loss. That's man. that's the idea. Yeah. <laughs> now I gotta think of a whole other thing. How about hinge? Yeah. How about Pivot unhinged? Point. Unhinged. Yeah. God damn it. Rusty trombone. <laughs> I can ass- I can assign one to you if you like. Do it. Okay. Hinge. <laughs> yeah. I had it. Go for it. <laughs> feel the taste of governmental overreach. So hinge. British style. <laughs> and now Lantana. Uh, she is now Eclipse. Eclipse. Did she choose Eclipse or? Did the yeah, government... yeah, yeah. Okay. Because she's like, she's like, well, you know, the moon's shadow is going over the sun even more now. <laughs> I'm even more doomed. I fucked up even more than I fucked <sighs> up before. The person in your interview is just like, yes, yes, very good, very good. <laughs> okay. So Eclipse was it? Are you spelling that a particular way? <laughs> yeah, uh, the uh, usual way. <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> Doesn't know how to spell Eclipse. Um, Okay, so you have been shipped off to the academy, this secret government academy. Now, to be clear, this academy is not just for superheroes that are in trouble. It is very much like the Xavier's School for the Gifted, but in England, this is very much superheroes cross Harry Potter. So you're being sent to superhero Hogwarts, but in your case, it is to the boarding school portion, and it is not optional. And in fact, even you, mm-hmm. your new name being I, I Ricochet. Would say, I would say, yeah, Ricochet would be my new name. That's your new name. Yeah. You know what? Maybe you didn't even have a name before. No. But you've been. Maybe you didn't even want a name before, but now you're being forced to go under an alias of Ricochet. Yeah. They're going to rebrand you. Well, this idea, like you've caused a disaster. You're obviously going to be upset. So we're separating you from your parents and loved ones, and you're going to go. <laughs> oh no! No, no! This is essentially a grounding. No, but just all of us. It's like. <laughs> Dentured education. It's like this. This definitely went back for. So, what are we going to call the school, Ben? Sorry, very quickly. Yeah. Mentals resources. We just need to talk about that for a quick sec because it may have a you know, okay. What we're talking about there. So I choose up to three. Uh, obviously, this was prior to um, revelations being as they are. Yes. Uh, so I went with hidden base, a vehicle, and the supercomputer because you know that's the perennial thing. Plus, we need a clubhouse. Absolutely. And this is also I should make the point clear that this isn't just for me. It says uh, donated by your mentor for you and your team. Uh, uh, yes, of course, yes. Does that impact horribly on what you've um, got in mind? No, it does not at all. That, cool. will, that will not interfere. If you want to slink away to go to your base and come back to school, you know, right. after hours, you totally can. Sweet. One thing that we will do, uh-huh. sorry, just right before we choose the name of the school and so forth, is we're going to work out your relationships. Because each of you should have some relationships. Now we know oh, yes. a good deal about each other's character. Everyone's going to fill out their relationships and they're going to explain what those relationships are. Talk us through them. Let's let's go with Nadia. What are your relationships and who are you choosing? Uh, my two are you told X all about your doom and the danger you're in and you'd love to kiss X before your doom comes. Now I feel like one of those is self-explanatory. <laughs> because somebody here has godlike beauty. So I'm definitely going to go with Jahida wants to kiss Firebird before... Yeah. To be clear, this is like a god. This is like a titan or a goddamn... Once again, also, I just managed to get after that. <laughs> oh, she's written fanfic about this. Yeah, she has. 
it's important to note also that this game is very much a, an internal group drama game. So this is definitely the kind of game where PvP is on the table, yep. if it's narratively appropriate. If you want to get into a fist fight, that's fine. If you want to make out and date, that's also fine. In fact, you probably Can should we do both? both? You should, <laughs> in fact, you probably should. Oh, you know? I was about to say, it's Apocalypse World. There seems to be always dating on the cards. That's, that's implied. Ex- exactly. So and the second one, um, I believe I would have told Harold about my doom because he mm. seems pretty doomed himself. And I up. feel like maybe we can relate. You know, would you say that he's like a bit nihilistic? Oh, he is, absolutely. So yeah. we do, do have the two emos of the group. I'm just more aesthetically so. You're aesthetically pleasing. I'll throw back at you I'll just to interrupt there because I have someone comforted me when I'm at my lowest. It seems it makes sense that that was... Perfect. Similar no? kind yeah, of absolutely. conversation. Mm-hmm. And, and what's your other one then, Nick? Because um, you're doomed internally, and because of other people's actions, I'm doomed externally. externally. It's sorry, rather, I'm in, you're externally doomed. Someone's put something in you. Mm. I've done this to myself. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a kind of a weird. Um, somebody knew me before I changed. Um, so it's definitely not you. Mm-hmm. There's a reason you have influence over me. So For the Please bear in mind it's a recording. Sorry, so Ricochet, no, for the exact reason that you are mm-hmm. you have influence over me because you actually didn't know me beforehand yeah. very well. So it's one of you two. So I'm probably going to go personality-wise. What are your two personalities? You know, captain of the lacrosse team. Um, Ugh, I mean... Posh Valley. Are you, are you a, a polo instead? You're, like a, you're the yeah, British polo. jock yeah. kind yeah. of version. Love it. What was, what's your personality like? Uh, I feel like I've been on a fox hunt. If that yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> I feel like he's not. He's not like. I mean, he's obviously come from a very wealthy family, but he's not like stuck up about it. But he has mm. privilege. Uh, I feel like he's a bit like he's a bit of the head boy. Mm. You know, he's like he's not necessarily. So you're quite similar then in some way. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You're like if, if Cyclops was in year twelve. Yeah, but like I feel like he's he's not like the most academically gifted. He's not the most athletically gifted, but he's sort of just a bit of an all rounder and I think dependable. Mm. Which is why he's sort of in that more position. Yeah, you're the heart. Yeah, but as I said, my character cares deeply about what uh, about other people mm. and what they think. Mm. You know, I'm gonna roll it. You two seem. I feel like I would have got along with either of you. All right, Ben. Excellent, Rusty. Were you a handsome boy before you? Um, I, I wasn't fugly. I mean, I, I was. I was. <laughs> Maybe wow. it's one of those things where, like, you never really appreciated what you looked yeah. like before, but yeah. then when you transformed, you were like, "Oh, mm. I didn't, you know, I, I didn't really appreciate no. what I looked like." I was okay. Yeah. Uh, I was like any teenager. I'm, I'm fairly. I took care of myself as much as any teenager does. But yes, I didn't. Mm. That's sort of that's sort of what I'm thinking. That's what I'm looking like at the moment. So yes, that's very, that drawing is very useful for the podcast. Yeah, no, yeah, it's for you guys. A uh, <laughs> collection of different things I've been unable to put so like you've got an arm that's yeah, too big sure. one arm that's massively over thing missing like my legs a tendon sticking out of your head. face like one, one horn yeah mis- misaligned facial features and interestingly Eclipse has body transmutation there you go so that's something to think about be careful <laughs> hey Hinge Hinge what are your uh, relationships boy you're enjoying this <laughs> <laughs> I love it Alright, me and Blank teamed up a few times before the rest of us came together. Uh, the obvious answer, I think, being uh, Sunhawk, so I'm probably going to steer into that, because we both seem to have that pedigree. I say, let's start a best boy superhero club in school. <laughs> Do you know what? Let's go rouse on those fools from the other academy who are our rivals. <laughs> Can I be the best boy? No. I'm afraid that position is taken by me. Yes. 
your mentor is cautious. They asked you to keep an eye on. I'm going to say Ricochet because mm. how else are we going to get uh, you it. into the relationship? Yeah, fair enough. Good, very good. Sam, keep spelling. Or okay. should, I say, should I say Ricochet? Well, who are yes. your relationships? Yes, my relationships. Um, I'm having I'm having trouble with my second one, but I have I have a statement here. So you keep trying to impress uh, impress blank with your antics. I would like to add a bit to that, if that's okay. Uh, sure. You keep trying to impress Rusty with your antics. You fucking hate it. <laughs> 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 Great. But you, you, he, he walks in the room and you're like, <laughs> Rusty, what are you doing? And inside your head you're like, what are you doing? That's normal. I was just juggling knives. Don't, don't worry about yeah, it. Playing the finger dance, that's super casual, what up? <laughs> okay, that's great. And what's your other relationship? Uh, my other relationship is you and Blank pulled an awesome, if illegal, stunt together. Oh I'm not quite sure who just yet. <laughs> Anybody else can help out and jump in? Feel free. I think that could possibly be with um, Eclipse. Mm. Yeah? Okay, cool. I feel like, you know, like all of these... I don't know if this is the case in the UK, but a lot of old supermarkets and things like that will mm. refuse to actually donate their food, and so just all of this food goes to waste mm. every mm. Oh, every day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So maybe we actually like break into like the the room where they're keeping all of the stuff they need mm. to deposit the next mm. day, and then just like, go and give it out to the community or something okay. like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, okay. something something nice. You know, you needed an extra curricula to make yourself look good, and and uh, robbing someone for charity was uh, <laughs> right on your list. Yes. All right. I'm with that. To, to, to put it in British terms, you took the leftover pasties. That's amazing. All of them. All of them. All of them. <laughs> I like that. And Phoenix. Ugh. So Phoenix, <laughs> tell me all about tell me all about your relationships. So I once got caught doing something that changed my legacy with blank, and I'm going to say that's with Rusty. Yep. Because that, that was our team up. I think the Sunhawk legacy is that they're supposed to be a paragon that they move openly and publicly, and we were doing something a bit clandestine. Mm-hmm. sneaking around and my uncle Ahmed is like that's great uncle Ahmed's like that you are no <laughs> like some sort of criminal mm. sneaking around you know, you're supposed to be a beacon for everyone and he's like mm-hmm. what was that thing oh that's a good question so what was it alright so yes we have teamed up a few times I'm going to put forward that one of the other people at this institute has gone off the rails even well not perhaps if more so but certainly um, isn't there with the best of intentions Okay. So uh, there's been a situation, let's say, uh, somebody uh, got second place in the science experiment <laughs> and felt that they were denied their genius. Right. Uh, and so would show them, would show them all. <laughs> oh, God. It's a superhero world. Don't deny people's genius. Never do that. Mm. <laughs> so in that instance, the two of us did so, but we did so clandestinely so that um, this kid wouldn't be expelled. Oh, that's interesting. Okay. That's pretty cool. In that's other words, cool. this kid owes us. We're keeping quiet about it. And your uncle probably doesn't like the fact that you're keeping a secret from him. So who is this kid? He knows I'm keeping a secret about it. Like, my character yeah, can't so lie. He just... Who is this person that, you know, decided to take the um, model volcano and scale it up? <laughs> so, Tompkins. if we're doing some sort of, like, superhero slash Hogwarts kind of thing, they have a very on-the-nose name. Let me see what I've got. I'm going to call my potential evil character Dragon Malevolent. Oh. Which is essentially what Draco Malfoy is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, the name... Yes, please. How does Lily Grace Hart work for Ooh, you? I love it. Ooh. I love it. So Lily Grace Hart. Yes. What so, is her super set? Her superpower set? Oh, she's, she's an absolute genius. She's a bona fide super um, genius. Yeah. So she's like the female Doc Ock from uh, Into the Spider Verse. Yes. So with all the teenage angst that comes with that. Oh, Ooh, is she pretty and she knows it? She's smart enough to realize that she's not, but wouldn't deny it. 
That's, yeah, that's what they all say until they end up like this. Okay. <laughs> that's so cool. Any other relationships to do? Uh, yes, because that, that was that, that whole like 10 minute break. I'm sorry. That's, <laughs> was my first relationship. Sorry. Um, Make it quick. I trust someone and I told them an important part, secret of my legacy. Mm. So bear in mind, this is, this is an important secret. This is the kind of thing where it's like, I'm vulnerable to kryptonite or et, yeah. et cetera. I'm going to say it's with your character. Harold. Name. Harold, yes. Because we're all talking about like, you know, like because uh, I think we were, you and I were talking and, and you were sort of saying that like, there's no downside to my yeah. abilities. Mm. And I was like, well, actually there's this mm. blank thing, whatever it is. And what is it? What is it? Ah. I don't know. Is it like, would it be like a vulnerability or a way to like cancel the thing? Or it could also just be something that troubles you as well. Like basically, like a side effect from your powers that just makes you unhappy. Like you can't sleep anymore. Or yeah, actually, like that's that. really cool. Like, yeah, my my character is unable to sleep because I have a divine shield that protects me from damage and helps with and, various other things. And, like, and it's lit up all the time. No, I don't think it's lit up all the time. It doesn't need sleeping. It, it yeah. like its presence just means that I'm not able to sleep. So. A lot of nights, like my character is just doing stuff, Lonely. or just yeah, or just mm. lying flat in bed, just staring at the roof. Mm. Uh, this has not been inspired at all. So you don't by have, my last week. <laughs> <laughs> so you don't have the human physiological need to sleep anymore, but mentally you haven't adapted to it yet. Yeah, I'm a teenager. Like, you're a teenager, like, and you're not and used to this. Not that's you never like eight rest. hours of time that you don't spend with anybody yeah. else because everybody's asleep. And you mm-hmm. need to take up online gaming or something. No, I say that'd be severely curtailed in yeah. that situation. Maybe yeah. maybe you miss dreams. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Can I just throw out? I know we're doing a lot of stuff here. Can I just throw out a different and sort of just a quick relationship thing? Who was it when we stopped Stonehenge? I mean, I think I already know the answer. Mm. Who was reading the spell out oh, and yes. messed it up? No, oh, that's important. In particular, because I imagine it was probably you two doing it. Um, but, but maybe for the not. Oh, sorry, be, uh, the two best boys. The two but best maybe boys. not. Maybe not. I don't know. I'm looking at the doomed and some measure of a cult background there. Yeah, that's that actually okay. was was what I was thinking as well. Is that the doomed being the most magically actively magic, whereas my character has more passive magic, mm-hmm. would be doing that. All right, here's this for a suggestion. Obviously, with both Nadia and Mark's approval, you got the spell wrong. He takes the blame for it. <gasps> oh, okay. Ooh. That's what a leader does. Otherwise, a literal, <laughs> a sort of a pseudo Do you mean within the chance. group? Because, like, publicly, where yeah. everybody thinks that we know. shitbirds. Actually, I'm almost inclined to say we, you two could well keep this a secret from us. Yeah. 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 I like I like the the idea of an internal group secret. So everybody... Oh, should be. Yeah. You took... You saw me kind of, like, fail. Maybe these guys were off, like, trying to, you know, Mitigate help in other well. areas. Mm. Mm. And it was just us two, and I said the spell, I fucked it up, mm. um, and and then Mark basically just, you know, just said, don't worry, we'll tell them it was me, you know. Or maybe just like, there, everyone's like, what happened in my character? Because my character's ability set does very much seem to be in the way of just getting in the way of, mm. like, taking the hit. Yeah. yeah. So, like, my character's like, I'm sorry, it was me. I overruled the uh, doom at the last moment and decided that I should be the one to read the spell, mm. and I ruined it. Mm. Mm. I'm going to wear the blame for this. That's yeah. really cool. I like that a lot. And connected to that, who did I push out of the way and got my legs crushed? I don't bear them any ill will. But who who is it likely to have been? Mm. You can teleport, so probably not you. I'm Maybe. fine with it being me. With you? Yeah. Mm. So you would feel some guilt, even though he doesn't blame you. You yeah. might still feel a lot of and guilt. And that's about that. I knew you before you changed. Exactly that makes sense. That. I don't know. Maybe yeah. you were trying to try to save. We didn't realize this thing was coming down. Yes. We maybe thought it was going to teleport back to Stonehenge, or maybe yeah. walk back there. It was some ten thousand. That was supposed to be the spell. Yeah, like a million tons of heavy rock, mm. and yes, 
Okay, that's really cool. Okay. I, I like that. I just want to know what, like, the exact details of that incident. Yeah. Who was doing hey. what and where? Because that creates internal tension. Absolutely. And, and look, we can build on this as we go as well, right? We can have uh, more details resurface as we as we proceed. But yeah. for now, what is the school called? What is our superhero Hogwarts called? Not Hogwarts. No, not Hogwarts, obviously. But what's what are we going to call? It? <laughs> <laughs> How about better Hogwarts? <laughs> I like the idea of like it being like quite a strict posh. Yeah. Boarding school, so academy. Yes. Huntington, like hunt yes, like Paragon Academy. Paragon Academy. Ooh. Excelsior Academy. Excalibur oh. Academy. That's actually pretty good. Ooh. Since we're on Avalon. Oh, Camelot. Both sound good. Mm. No, I feel like Camelot is like the name of the base of like the adult superheroes. Yeah, Nick Net. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Camelot. Yeah, sure. We're going back to Camelot. When do we get to go to Camelot? When you're proven yourself. Oh, so that's uh, like the Justice League yeah, yeah. uh, Hall yeah. of Justice. Is yes. called Camelot. Who's the first like Ooh. superhero in England? Like the first known historical superhero mm. figure. Well, the temptation is to say Arthur. Yeah. Well, if you want to go back to what the uh, Masks book has, there's a... The first hero that turned up was around World War II or something. It was supposed to be a, um, a woman in jet fighter-like garb with, oh, the, yeah. with the goggles and the She's oh. like a scrappy Captain yeah. America, but she could fly. But let's, let's put her in Britain. So she fought in the Battle of Britain. Nice. Um, against the bombing. Mm. Well, well, yeah, it depends on how you want to look at it. Like, you could have her as the first modern superhero, but sort of that myth of King yeah, Arthur I liked the idea and its of timeless King displacement, people now look Ooh. back and be like, nah, I'm pretty sure he was, you know, there's enough evidence that he was real and he did kind of do some like stuff. Arthurian Academy? Yeah, or yeah, yeah, like that. Yes. I so I like Excalibur. Because we're forged. We're yeah. pulled from the stone, mm -hmm. the rough stone, and forged into heroes to go to Camelot. All right. Excalibur Academy. I is, do like that. So, with regards to the first superhero in Britain, sorry. Who's the who's the Superman of Britain? You know, like the first one. I like this sort of uh, this flying ace kind of bomber jacket and goggles wearing kind of woman who runs around and punches Nazis. Mm. Yes. I, I, like, that's actually it. pretty cool. You can see the comic book panels in your head, mm. can't you? You can. You can. Yeah, we'll have her be the first superhero, but there's a rich history of people who are now sort of looking at a revisionist and sort of saying... People are starting to question if Merlin was yeah, real Merlin. and he was the first. Telekinesis. Will we, call her, will we call her like Lady Britannica or something? Oh, it'd be something a little bit less. Uh, it'd something be something a bit more like Bucky or something like something. Like yeah. the, the Colonel. The Colonel. Yeah. Oh, I love it. The Colonel. She wasn't actually a Colonel, but they called her a Colonel because they couldn't say that she was a a, a Lieutenant because yeah. that was you know too low rank. I even like just Captain. Yeah. Actually, Captain. Yeah, because Colonel. Colonel's American. More sort of. Yeah, Colonel's more. I think of Colonel as more the um, expansionist. Yeah. The Captain. The Captain. The Captain. All right, okay. great stuff. Because this Academy, Excalibur Academy, <laughs> is so comparatively small in its number, the classes are multi-year. We can definitely have Eclipse be in the same year or. Uh -huh. or in some of the same classes. Composite classes. Composite classes. Mm -hmm. uh, it's obviously uh, completely, you know. Or if it's streamed, she can just be very talented. Yeah, multi-gender, multi-age, all that sort of thing. You're put into you're put into composite classes. So, yep. what is the one class that you all share? That you definitely are all in? <laughs> Easy ethics. <laughs> oh my god! That oh kidding. shit! I like it. <laughs> Ethics Sorry. it is. <laughs> Remedial ethics. Remedial, Remedial ethics. ethics. We didn't fail ethics though. It was, it was no, more like no. a... No, but it's it's the kind of thing that would be like, you screwed up. But I tell you what. What about practical, practical application of powers or something? Yeah. I like this idea that there's... <laughs> 
I like this idea that there's all of these different cool superhero-based power classes, <laughs> and we're putting all of these really basic ones because, like, like we're like in ethics and like in strategy yeah. and like all of this stuff. Yeah. Because it could never be ethics we... and practical application of powers as, as <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. carrying a citizen without breaking them one yeah. like, like we, we don't get the cool classes. No, yeah. sewing no. for your costume. We, we came in like late in the term mm. as well, so yes. like all of the good classes were. Yeah. Already taken as well. Absolutely. So, you all share an ethics class. <laughs> and the final question before we actually get cracking, it's going to be right. lots of it's fun. It's called Powers and Ethics, but we call it PE. Oh, yes. that's Nobody likes like that. PE. Mm-hmm. So, hang on. Nobody Still somehow get dodgeballs thrown at us. <laughs> okay, so it's, a, it's, it's the Powers and Ethics class, but you yeah. call it PE. That's yeah. great. And of course, the final question, the most important question for any scenario such as this who is the school bully? Yeah. Oh. That you all have either run mm-hmm. afoul of in the past or soon will. Who hates you all? Who mm-hmm. is the schoolboy? Uh, bear in mind, the schoolboy has to be powerful enough to be a threat to all of you as a group. Understood. What do you got? Emotionally, what physically, you got? Yeah. the whole well, thing. I was going to say, especially these days, bullies, like the idea of the bully as like the big jock that's mm-hmm. bigger than them beats everyone up, it's gone. It's it's a lot more emotional and like digital yeah. bullying. Mm-hmm. So they don't have to be stronger than us. They can just be someone who just, who's yeah. just a shit. To be clear, mind powers are be super appropriate mm. that's, that's like a mentally true. based person who was socially an, an illusionist an illusionist right. who also deals with they, they have to be a physical threat to all of you right to. so both so it can be it can be both but all yeah right. you're right I, in a superpower world that doesn't have to be a big dumb jock person mm-hmm. it can be I'm gonna put forward a case for either uh, their name or their superhero name we need to go with Mordred because you know yeah, yeah. it's on brand uh-huh. Uh-huh. or Puck I like Ooh. Puck. I like Puck because it's like, oh, it's he's a bit cheeky. And Puck but also works as a name, like yeah. as a fir- as a first name. Yeah. yeah. I like the idea of Mordred being an inherited title, much yeah. like yours. And you have you know, the more there has always been a Mordred kind of thing. And who there's is always like, maybe yeah. their name is Puck, and then their superhero name is Mordred, Mordred or yeah. vice versa. Mm-hmm. He's the latest. Like Mordred. He's the latest one, but you know they try to raise him right this generation, and sometimes they kind of work. But you got to get in early, and they found that by ostracizing them, that always goes wrong. <laughs> so if you say that there's always been a Mordred, would you say there's there's also been a, like a Pendragon? Yeah, yeah. That's, that's the thing. There's a whole bunch of like famous bloodlines, and it's Pendragon and Lancelot. And mm-hmm. yeah. Okay, nice. so is he? Is a he? She? They? Oh, I tell you just. I like, the, I like the idea of she with yes. those kinds of powers. Yeah, the, yeah. Queen, the queen bee, essentially. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so she is called, her real name is Puck. Terrible parents, and uh, her. <laughs> no, literally, her parents are terrible. <laughs> well, yeah. Previous Mordred. She's a, she's a legacy of Mordred, so yeah. in, the, in the sense that, there's a, that there has long been a flash of multi generations, mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. similar to Mark's character, actually, the legacy, right? So mm-hmm. it's a, so she is basically a. I mean, she's not an evil legacy, but she's a legacy that's a dick. It's problematic. problematic. It's a problem. Yes, definitely a bully there. And Mordred, and, and what what's Mordred's power set? Well, so mind control. Well. Yeah, mind control based off swaying, persuasion, and all. It that, would be it? often like getting people to fight each other. Yes. And, internal conflict. Um, yeah. But if you're saying it also needs to be a physical threat, well, I think I think that's the thing. Like, if she has essentially the power of like short-term suggestion, then or like even like I feel like just you can combine that in a suite with you know your classic yeah. Jean Grey telekinesis, that's exactly what I was yeah. 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 more physical thing, but yeah. also yeah. mentally, if that being her main go-to. Yeah. Psychic constructs is another one as well. Ooh, so like maybe that. she yeah. can just create. So not only can she like manipulate the people around her, but she can actually create these ghost 
apparitions that Ooh, can yeah. physically interact with the world for a short period of time. I love yeah. that because it also doubles down on the whole idea of bullies getting people to do their fighting for them. Yeah. Absolutely. And in previous years, it's conjured armies. That's you know, amazing. Turned, turned ah, yes. knights against knights, brought their own armies to the field. You yes. know, that kind of whole. I love it. Yeah. Okay. Well, that is the last question that I have for you. Thanks for listening to Shared Sagas. All music on the show is used under Creative Commons. Check the episode notes for full details.